Welcome to the Unborn Movement by Words to Inspire. We invite you to be informed, to be involved, and to be in prayer. On these podcasts, you'll hear stories from women and men who tell of the damaging after effects of legal abortion, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Such a dark stain on our nations around the world. The ripple effect on moms, dads, grandparents, and siblings impacts not only this generation, but generations to come. We are committed to also telling you through these dynamic stories about the amazing grace of our Heavenly Father. He offers love, forgiveness, and restoration to all who call on Him. We pray that every podcast highlights God's healing grace. And now today's podcast. So today on our Unborn Movement podcast, my guest is Kiasha Holloway. Welcome to the Unborn Movement podcast, Kiasha. Oh, thank you so much, Ruth. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. I want all of you that are listening or watching, whichever uh, platform you're on today, to know that it takes a lot of courage, takes a lot of boldness, to come on and share as Kiyosha is going to do today. But I believe with my whole heart, and I know that she does too, that there's someone listening, that there's someone watching that needs to hear what she has to say today. And uh, so with all of that, Kasia, let's, Kiyosha, let's get started on your story. So first of all, right now you have a wonderful husband and children would you tell us about that to start off yes um I have a husband James we've been married for six years and we have four boys um Kyle is six Camden is four and we have twin boys Caleb and Caden they will be two in September so that's (laughs) exciting fun house so, so added to the bravery of coming on to telling your story, this is a woman that has a job, a husband, and four boys under five. This is quite a feat. How old are the is the oldest one now? He's six. He just turned six in June. Okay, so nonetheless, under yes. six, you have a busy life. Very busy. <laughs> and. Kiyosha, I've read your story a couple of times, and I'm very moved by it. And these boys and your husband are such gifts to you. And I know that there have been times that you have felt that you didn't even deserve this family. But God has blessed you. And uh, we're just so grateful for that. So let's go back. It was just before you were 16. And your mother escorted you for a procedure. Can you share a little bit about that? Um, yes. Um, when I was 15 years old, I began dating um, a much older boy. Um, my mom, she really wasn't um, a present mother. She was an addict. Um, so there was no parental um, guidance in my house. So I pretty much just did whatever I pleased. Um, eventually um, became pregnant. I didn't know... I didn't know what it meant to be pregnant. I just knew um, that I didn't feel well and I knew I couldn't tell my mom. Um, Eventually I I spoke with my mom and um, a guidance counselor in school. And I believe my mom scheduled the appointment. I can't remember exactly who uh, mentioned abortion. I had no idea, I'd never heard of it. Um, 
I don't know what it entailed. I knew nothing. Um, I just know that I had to wait a few weeks to have the procedure because I was too early, according to my last menstrual. Um, and my mom, on October 30th, my mom, we went in the taxi ride to the hospital where I was actually born, when my mom gave birth to me, wow. to have my first abortion. Yeah. So. Kiyosha, what you're sharing with us right now is a story I've heard so many times. You're caught in a trap of not even knowing what a sexual relationship brings forth and what it means to be pregnant. It's, it's a repeated story. And I am so sorry that you did not have that guidance. But uh, the story's not over yet. We're just starting on this story. So after this procedure was over, how did you feel later on? Obviously, or, or as I recollect your story, immediately you felt relief. You wanted to get on with your life. But later on, tell us what happened. Um, for me, it was, I felt normal again. I felt, um, I felt relieved, honestly. I felt relieved. I didn't know, you know, what I had just done. I just know that I felt better physically. Um, I experienced very um, uh, traumatizing, uh, for me, morning sickness. So just having that relief, um, it was uh, great for me to have that re- to have that physical relief. But actually, I began to have nightmares days after the procedure, like like really bad nightmares where I would think about I would dream of a baby um, and a baby boy in particular, and he would be laying in my bunk. I slept in a bunk bed. He would be laying in the top bunk with me, and I dreamt that I rolled over and squash them and I would I would jump up in a panic sweating in tears mm. wanting that baby to be real but still not fully understanding what I had just done um and leading up to that it was just uh promiscuity promiscuity it was um alcohol abuse it was drug abuse I eventually dropped out of high school um shortly after it was a, a bad a dark time for me um after. and and this is, again, a story that's repeated, the immediate relief, because you can maybe get on with life. But then this dream, you didn't think this would happen. You didn't know this would happen. But now as you look back, it was almost a gift to you in a way for you to know just how real that baby was that was growing inside you. Yes, um, it was It was too real. It Honestly, to this day, it's still still haunts me um those dreams and just seeing you know that baby boy um they didn't tell me that that would I would have any side effects or you know just here take some Tylenol you're going to feel better um but they never spoke of like the emotional trauma that I was going to deal with um that I had to bury deep down because I couldn't tell that I had an abortion so I had to bury it deep down inside and and for for the coping of this trauma then you went to alcohol is that correct yes alcohol and then eventually drugs um i um like opioids um eventually harder drugs cocaine um i became addicted to um i was suicidal um i had several failed suicide attempts um one eventually I ended up in the hospital and the psych ward um, for about three days um, after taking some pills that I found. 
Why did you want to take your life back, Yasha? Um, I mean, I guess looking back now, I can, I, I know I was hurting. I can express that hurt. So, you know, I buried it deep down. Um, but I, I was hurting. I, I you know I was ashamed. Um, I couldn't grasp like what I, what I've done, you know, especially having the dreams and, and seeing that baby and knowing, you know, my 15 year old self, I wanted that baby. You know, I wanted to this day, I still want him. Like I remember exactly, you know, the faith and I still want him. It's interesting because every little girl grows up playing with dolls and, and uh, you know, the dollhouse and, and pretending to be a mother. That is such an innate desire that we have as women to nurture and love and then to have that ripped out of you without really understanding or knowing. My heart goes out to you because it, it's there's so many levels of lack of care that just really touch me deeply. And one of those is that even as a 15-year-old, for you to have had a list of probable or potential risks, potential trauma, would have given you at least the sense that you were this was a, a baby and a child. From the stories that I hear, Kiaja, women are not given that information. No, not at all. Um, honestly, it wasn't until maybe a year ago, I actually saw a film um, from Abby Johnson, um, um, a film, it was in the first scene, was like very graphic, where they showed on a sonogram. You know, obviously it was, um, it wasn't real, but it was a baby. Like, and I screamed. You know, wow. I already felt guilty, but I didn't realize, you know, what I really did. It, it hurt me for years. I've had multiple abortions, sadly, and you know, they always haunted me. They always hurt me, but I never. I never really knew, you know, um, because when you go for a procedure, they don't show you the sonogram. They don't let you hear a heartbeat. Like you don't see anything. It's just really out of mind, out of sight. Like you don't see anything. You don't hear anything. Um, and at that point, you know, where I, I feel like it's, I'm desperate. I need to, you know, fix it now. You know, I was able to tell myself that this wasn't a baby. You know, um, I dehumanized it and just made it something that, you know, was attacking, literally attacking me. Um, yeah. So in order to cope with the shame, the guilt and the trauma, you detach yourself, kind of put put it in a little box over here. But that little box is part of you. And yeah. even though it's challenging for you even to have watched that sonogram, it's another step in your healing. And um, I was just thinking about different prescriptions that I have received from my doctor and meeting with the pharmacist and him opening up this big sheet of all the things that could potentially be side effects from this drug that I'd never taken before. And it is it's incomprehensible to me that going for a procedure that is going to impact you physically, mentally, spiritually, in every way, and there is no such sheet of paper given to the woman 
uh, it, it doesn't matter the age. I've heard of even younger women, 13-year-olds, and it seems like it's the easy thing. But later on, because it's part of who we are, you know, God says through Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1, verse 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and appointed you. And Jeremiah's call was to be a prophet. Kiasha, I just see you as being appointed for sharing your story to bring hope and healing to others. And it's just such a great joy. As sad as I am, all I am seeing now is a transformed woman in the screen with me. And so that is going to bring us to another part of our podcast today. And Kiasha, what do you want the woman that is considering abortion today, what do you want her to hear from you? To be black, please don't do it. Um, that's a life. It's a it's a precious being, you know, in your in your belly from the moment of conception. That is a, a precious gift from from God, one that only He can give. Um, and the baby's identity, he already he or she already has their identity. You know, I love when, you know, um, the scripture says uh, God formed us in, our, in the womb and our fingerprints are formed in the womb. And it just, that's our identity. No one has our fingerprints. No one in this world and they're formed in the womb. And just give your baby a chance. Give, no matter the circumstances, they're not permanent. They're not permanent. But once you go for that abortion, that's permanent. Wow. You know, it's, per- it's permanent. There's no going back. Wow. Those are powerful words. And that's part of your message to those that are hurting today. Just don't do it. Reach out. Find some resources. You know, if you go to our Unborn page, our Unborn Movement Facebook page, we do post some resources there. And uh, we are have another page called Unborn Untold, sharing our stories, impacting our culture. Go there and connect with, it's a safe place, by the way, it's a private group, whereas the Unborn Movement is a public group. And on the private group, there will be those that love you, that will help you through this time. Don't stay alone. Reach out. There are so many who are hurting with you and want to help you. And you've just heard from one who has had multiple abortions speak to you. She knows. She doesn't have to have statistics to tell her of the trauma. She's experienced it. And uh, and so all the more reason that I am so grateful for you, Kiasha. I pray that our paths cross often uh, in the the coming days because you have such a message. I love that statement. Your circumstances are not permanent, but abortion is. Hang on to that. That's a beautiful, beautiful thread, a beautiful quote that really, really helps that woman right now. She's confused. She's alone. Perhaps her boyfriend, even her husband, doesn't want this child. What do you say to her, Yasha? Let them go. (laughs) Let them go. That's your baby. Um, Who knows if if they will stay, with or without a baby. It's not going to fix the relationship. So let them go. You know that, don't you? Yes, I do. You you can speak that firsthand too. Shaky relationship. Yes. 
I remember reading in your story about your boyfriend that was relieved, not happy to see you, but relieved that you had aborted his baby. Uh, I mean, this is unbelievable grief upon grief for a woman because we so need that love from our, our mate, from our spouse. And so you've hit so many issues that are so deep within a woman's soul because it's really the soul that is impacted. Even though the physical is impacted, that soul, that emotional part is so raw. Uh, and you express it well. So I want to take uh, in the last few moments we have together, I want to go back to that chapel that just took place, what, in 2020? No, 2020 that you went to the church, your story started off. Can you t- share about yeah. that? Um, so long story short, I was going in for a routine colonoscopy, um, kind of off a little bit, but I was going for a repeat colonoscopy. Um, and once I went into the the operating room, the lights that are above the, uh, the table that you lie on, it reminded me of being in an abortion clinic. And I was saying to myself, I hope I don't wake up from this. Sadly, when I would have an abortion, I would say to myself, I really don't want to wake up from this. Um, so I expressed it to my counselor, who was a Christian counselor. And he was like, wait, no, we need to, we need to talk about this. Uh, busy house. We need to talk about this. Um, we have to address it. So he 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 gave me a couple of um, places to reach out to for support, and I reached out um, to one in particular. I wasn't really expecting anything, um, and a woman called me back a few weeks later, and I went um, began a Bible study, um, and then another woman reached out, and she was hosting a retreat, a daily retreat. Um, at a chapel at a church nearby. Um, and honestly, before I got there, I was, I was like, I'm not going to share. I'm embarrassed. I'm not going to share. I was kind of angry. I was taking a fight with my husband. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to cry. I'm not going to do anything. But the moment that I hit that chapel and I started to reflect on this is God wanting me to be here to heal. Although all that I've done, all that I've done, he wants me here at this very moment because he wants to heal me. And it was just so freeing, like the tears just were pouring out, not because of guilt or shame, but because God wanted me there at that moment. Wow, Kiasha, this is another element of your story that really impacts me. So for those that are listening and you're afraid of your shame and your guilt, God loves you. He loves you and he will meet you where you are. He does not want you to stay in this sinful state. He has healing for you. And what a beautiful testimony uh, that of God's grace and God's mercy in your life. And that's what our book is all about, Unborn, Untold, True Stories of Abortion and God's Healing Grace. It's accessible on wordstoinspire.ca on our website or on Amazon. Any online store carries this. And it's 12 moms, four dads, and one grieving grandma who share the ripple effect of abortion in their lives. And then the amazing grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He died for us. He shed his blood so that we would not have to live in shame and guilt. So before we take your scripture, Kiasha, I just want you to to share with, uh, with our listeners today, 
what you are discovering about abortion clinics and their placement in our society. Would you just share on that level? Um, yeah, sure. Um, there's no secret. Abortion clinics are strategically placed in African-American and impoverished communities. Um, statistics have shown, actually, I live in a Black neighborhood, African-American neighborhood, and we have one five, five ten minutes away from my house. Um, they're all over um, in different boroughs around where I live, not far from where I live. Um, and African-American women, we only make up such a small population in, in America. Um, I believe the African-American population in total is like about 13%. And Black women make up half of that. Yeah. And we're having the most abortion. We're That's tragic. That is really tragic. tragic. It's very yes. tragic. So, Kiasha, thank you for that. I know you're doing more research, and we'll, we'll actually probably post a bit more uh, later on with you because you've got a lot more to offer our, our listeners. And uh, But now, would you give us that scripture verse that has impacted you? Yeah, so the scripture that actually um, I just came across it the other day, um, reading a psalm for devotion every day. Um, it comes from Psalm 25, um, verse 7, and it says, Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgression. According to your loving kindness, remember me. Um, for your goodness sake, O oh Lord. That's what does me. that verse say to you? He's asking God, for, I know that he forgives me, just he's knowing that he still um, has loving kindness for me, that he remembers me, although I've done such horrendous things. In my youth, I've done horrendous, horrendous acts, uh, innocent blood, and he remembers me, and he forgives me. And he wants to use your mess for his message. And uh, isn't that the way it is that all of us are transformed by the power of God's word and words to inspire the ministry under which these podcasts are done? We are all about empowering others through God's word. And... Uh, Kiasha has embraced that scripture and other scriptures, and now she's in that healing process because it takes a long time for healing. Uh, the enemy comes in and wants to destroy you again, but you just keep standing on those words from God. He's the one who created you, knit you in your mother's womb, and he has a plan and a purpose for you in this unborn movement. I thank you so much, Kiasha, for, for your time today, for sharing from your heart. I, I just see this glow on your face that, that God is transforming you. There's transformation that's taken place, but there's ongoing transformation as you continue to research, as you continue to discover other avenues where you can reach into the lives of others and impact them with God's love and God's word. Thank you so much for being part of our Thank Unborn so Movement much. podcast today. Thank you so much. God bless you. Until next time, see you all. Bye-bye for now. As we close off today, I invite you to be part of the Unborn Movement. There are several ways to be involved. Why not join the Unborn Movement Facebook page, get involved in a local pregnancy center, or start the conversation in your church, providing a safe place for stories to be told. For there is a lot of pain in the pews. Find out more about our ministry at wordstoinspire.ca or contact me, 
Ruth at wordstoinspire.ca. Time. I'm Ruth Coghill for the Unborn Movement. Bye for now.